the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. It's Money Monday on The Answer and a special treat today. Josh Pick of Aptus Wealth Management in studio with me. Josh, good to see you. Good to see you as well. Thanks. So we've got a lot to talk about in the world of money, and money is something that we all work hard for. And if you have worries, concerns about your retirement, Josh and his team exist to help you manage your assets and build toward a worry-free retirement. They are located in Lewis Center. Their phone number is 614-917-1040. Their website is aptus, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. Their consultation with them is free. And Josh, let's dig into it. The markets have been struggling. I know we had some volatility last week. What does that tell you about the markets right now with what a lot of people are saying, bear market? Yeah, there's been quite a few sell-offs, and that shows a pretty strong inclination to pessimism. And mm-hmm. Anytime you reach this bear market status, which, by the way, a bear market is defined as 20% drop from the peak, so we have definitely hit bear market status. It's always a question of whether or not that bear market is going to be short-lived or are we heading to a full-fledged recession. And the big difference between those two is bear markets typically don't last that long. You might be in and out of a bear market in a matter of months. Yeah. But once you hit recession territory, that 30% number, that's a little more sticky. So think of recessions of 08, 09. Think of recessions of 01, 02. You know, it took several years to get back out of those situations. So I think what you're seeing in investor sentiment is, what do I do now? Yeah. Um, where are we headed? And it's a big concern. Okay, so recession, did I hear you say 30%? So when the drop is 30% from the top, that's when you are technically in a recession? Yeah, I mean, there's always arguments about what a recession right. really is, but the standard definition is really the 30% drop. Okay, and then when you're deemed to be out of a recession, do you gain all the 30% back, or how do they deem when a recession is over? Again, very debatable, but I think if I was the average person on the street, I would say that uh, until I get all my money back, yeah. we're still in a recession, right? So let's go off of, let's ignore the words like paper losses or ignore the, you know, just hang in there's What I really am concerned about as an investor is when do I get my money back? Yeah, well, that's I'm a Shark Tank guy, so I know that's what they're always talking about on Shark Tank. If they're investing in a company, how do I get my money back? Josh Pick is here. He's with Aptus Wealth Management, Money Monday on The Answer. And you can check out Josh's Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show, 4 p.m. Saturdays here on The Answer. Get with Josh and his team, free consultation, 614-917-1040, or online at aptus, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. Okay, so... Recession, inflation, scary terms for retirees. You've done it right. You've worked hard. You've saved. You've hit all the formulas or been with somebody like you and planned. And then here comes inflation where gas costs astronomically more, food more. I don't even know how inflation is only 8%. My wife and I were having this conversation yesterday. Everything we need is way more than 8% higher. But it's got to be super scary for a retiree who thought they were done working they're good to go. They've got a formula where they're going to spend 4% a year. They've been told that's right. I would assume your retirees are very, very anxious these days. 
Without question. Yeah, I mean, if you think about, we've heard the term, I'm on a fixed income, right? Which I guess technically most of us are actually on a fixed income. But yeah. when you get to retirement, you lose the wild card or you lose that bonus of being able to out-earn uh, inflation. Yeah. You, you have a pot of money and now you have to live off of it. And if you think about, I've, I've designed this pot of money to live on a certain amount of money adjusted for inflation at 3%, and now it's 8 Well, that can throw quite a wrench in the gears. So that's why it's so important when you do financial planning to make sure that you stress test your scenario, meaning what if inflation did go to 8%? Did you look at that calculation? And I saw a lot of people uh, back, you know, 10 years ago saying, well, inflation's only one and a half, so I'll just run it at one and a half, which that is an anomaly. Uh, mm. Typically, inflation is not one and a half. It's not two and a half. It's more like three, um, which gets us into the whole, you know, 4% rule and how much money can I pull out of my investments. But very, very concerning. Thankfully, our clients are not nearly as concerned because we've covered this for years and years. Never thought it was going to go to eight as quick as it did, but we were forecasting an increase in inflation. So Josh Pick is in studio with us for Money Monday. Get with he and his team at Aptus Wealth Management, 614-917-1040. And your visit coincides with a headline in USA Today this morning that says 4% rule about how much to spend each year of retirement no longer works. Now, I don't know whether I should be suspicious of this because the byline is from somebody who has a website they're trying to get you to invest with, so maybe they're tilting it toward, so you need me to fix it. But are we in a situation here where what people have been um, told to believe or has worked even, what has worked, no longer works? Uh, This is a big question. It's been a question for a number of years. And I would say if you keep on doing what people used to do, then that article is absolutely right. And what that article is predicated on is as long as I put approximately 50% of my money in stocks and 50% in bonds. Actually, the the bookends are 40 to 60% in each. But as long as I stay in that threshold, the bonds will offset my volatility enough Mm -hmm. that as long as I only pull out 4% and I adjust for inflation at 2.5 or 3%, my money will never run out as long as I stick to 4%. And that's a lot of percentages. So ultimately, you have a million bucks, pull out 40 grand a year, and uh, you can adjust for inflation. And as long as you don't get out of the realm of the rails of investment risk, you'll be fine. The problem with that is bond rates and volatility in the market. So in the past, if you had bonds over the last, let's say, 40 years, you've actually leveled out volatility a lot. Think of 0809. It saved you about half the drop, actually earned money in bonds. But bonds are inversely proportional to interest rates. So as interest rates go up, bond prices go down. If you don't believe me, well, just look at the bond market year to date. It's down approximately double digits. Uh, it fluctuates back and forth, but let's say somewhere between 8 and 11. So you have these long bonds that are losing, let's say, 10%, and the stock market's down 20. So mm-hmm. what was your reward for pulling risk off the table? Well, you're down 15 as opposed to down 20. It's not really the saving grace that it's been in the past. And I think that you would agree with me, Bruce, in saying that I don't see interest rates going down anytime soon. No. So I don't think this problem is going to get fixed. So the answer to your question is, is that a real article? Would I pay it credence? And the answer is yes. You better find some alternatives or you better manage your bond portfolio differently if you want to be able to pull out 4% and limit risk. Josh Pick, Aptus Wealth Management. Get with them. Aptus, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. Free consultation. Don't get caught unaware in this very, very volatile economy. So... You tick off the years where we've had struggles with inflation or we've had a crash and housing now looks like it might be headed for what we had in 08. Is there just something about our system that inherently we're going to have a struggle with this every 30 to 40 years? Or is this every 30 to 40 years we forget what good 
solid monetary policy is, and we repeat mistakes we've made before so we get the same stuff we got before. Well, it's certainly not a laughing matter, but I would say it's a comedy of errors. It's not just one. So what ends up happening? Uh, If you look over the last year, we have people buying stocks that have never bought stocks before. They're buying into trends. They're buying into a rising tide. When you start buying into things that don't make sense based upon valuations, then eventually that has to come back to a mean. So there's a problem there. When you think about monetary policy and you start to get a little fat and happy because the economy ebbs and flows, when you start to get a little fat and happy as a country and say, well, you know, everything's going great so we can start, you know, getting a little bit outside the lines on monetary policy, well, that comes back to roost as well. And then you think about just the ebbs and flows and gasoline and and then you have geopolitical risk and wars. It's all of these things combined together. But there is always a slinking effect in the economy. We cannot have periods of constant growth. We have to shift back to kind of a let's let's take a pause let's let everything catch up and then move forward josh pick in studio with us money monday aptus wealth management aptus aptuswealth.com free consultation i saw a figure the other day that shocked me reagan dug us out of inflation our national debt was one trillion i don't know what it is now but it's at least 30 times that and i see a new term these days unretirement people who have retired and there's a bunch of jobs open and they're going back and they're getting a part-time job Do you see with your clients or in the industry in general that unretirement is becoming a thing? Um, I would say it is. Not necessarily with my clients, but I would say that the definition of retirement has changed dramatically. If I rewind the clock back to 20-plus years ago when I got started in the business, people thought of retirement in one way, and that way was I'm going to head into the sunset, and I'm never going back to work, and I'm going to get my fulfillment through other things outside of work. Now, I think the definition should be financial independence. People are very concerned about being able to leave their current job, but they find a lot of value. They find a lot of purpose in having a job. So whether a lot of those people are going back to work because they have to Mm. or because they want to is up for debate. But I am seeing many more retirees working rather than just sitting at home and watching television. Sure. Well, Josh, great to have you in studio today. Get with Josh and his team, Aptus Wealth Management, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. Listen to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show, Saturdays, 4 p.m. on The Answer. Reach out to Josh and his team, 614-917-1040. Well, this might give you a hint of what's wrong with public education in the state of Ohio. Headline, should Ohio keep holding back third graders who fail the reading test? Educators say no. So I'm looking at a photograph here in the Columbus Dispatch. And first of all, the word read is written on the wall behind this kid with uh, a rainbow flag as the background. So again, the indoctrination, subliminal, overt, it's out there in your public schools, everywhere. Smallest district to biggest district, doesn't matter where. And the view of the educators is that uh, you can't hold 39,000 third graders back if they can't read. I mean, that'll give them a bad self-image, right? Well, will it set them up for future success if they go into the fourth grade, the fifth grade, the sixth grade, and they can't read? I mean, does homework increase as you get older? And arguably, yes. Do you need to know how to process information? Yes. Not just for your education, but to get along. It's such a dumb, 
dumb approach that, oh, we can't dare give them the idea that they're failing. No, what's wrong with setting expectations, teaching to those expectations, and then holding people accountable to those expectations? It is for their own good. So, again, not surprised, but the only thing surprising about this kind of a headline and this kind of stupidity is that it continues in the face of what is simply a common sense answer. Yes, if a kid can't read at reading level by the end of the third grade, and we're not saying they should be able to read through Moby Dick in a week, but the standards are what? Maximum standards? No, they are minimum standards. If you cannot meet the minimum standards, then you have not qualified to move on, and it is for your benefit to stay and get it before you are moved on. It's also for the benefit of those who have gotten it and can now move on and progress, and you don't slow down their learning by by slowing down to teach those who should have learned it in third grade and did not. Craziness. Craziness. Now, uh, yesterday was your PGA championship. Justin Thomas won the coveted major championship title in a playoff against Will Zalatoris. The championship was played in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It was supposed to be played, originally scheduled to be played, in Bedminster, New Jersey. Why was it not played in Bedminster, New Jersey? Because it was scheduled to be played at the Trump National Golf Club. And it cannot play a golf tournament at a Trump golf course because... Trump, because orange man bad, even though I'm going to pretty much guarantee you that 98% of the golfers on the PGA Tour are Donald Trump voters. And I'm going to pretty much guarantee you that 98% of executives at companies that advertise on the PGA Tour are Donald Trump voters. And of course, you can't possibly advertise that because orange man bad yes well in today's columbus dispatch a friend of mine rob oller uh takes the great jack nicholas to task for being party to a lawsuit where the plaintiff is nicholas companies llc yes that's awkward where the 82 year old golfing icon is being sued by a company that ostensibly represents him, that he's in partnership with. Uh, This entity alleges that Jack Nicklaus wanted to affiliate with the controversial Saudi Arabian golf tour that Greg Norman and Phil Mickelson have gotten in Dutch for daring to affiliate with because the Saudis have a deplorable human rights record. And the allegation in the lawsuit is that this company... Um, imposed upon Jack Nicholas to not do business with this Saudi company, and they say they, quote, saved Mr. Nicholas from himself by extricating him from a controversial project that could have not only tarnished his legacy and reputation, but severely damaged the Nicholas company's names, brands, and business. And in the course of the story, uh, Rob, again, Rob's a good guy, I like Rob, I just happen to disagree on this, uh, that Uh, One of Nicholas's crimes, one of the things that he has done to compromise his name, 
is that he has openly endorsed Donald Trump during the 2020 election and continues to speak out in defense of the former president. So I guess the takeaway here is that you shouldn't do this because what? It's controversial. Uh, There will be people who will not like it. Well, everybody's geared differently, and I'm clearly geared toward confrontation. And if I have a friend, uh, I'm going to stand behind my friend. I'm not going to say that my friend has no flaws because all men have flaws. But here's Jack Nicholas's statement about Donald Trump. This supposedly has compromised Jack Nicholas' reputation. Donald Trump may be a lot of things, but he loves golf and he loves this country, Jack Nicholas has said. He's a student of the game and a formidable, formidable figure in the game. What he does in the future of golf will depend upon what cancel culture will allow him to do. That is 100% true. 100% true. Trump is a guy who loves golf. He's done a lot for golf. And he will be limited in his endeavors in all ways by how successful cancel culture is in canceling him. I don't see anything controversial in that Nicholas statement. I don't see anything inaccurate in that Nicholas statement. And not to issue such a statement would I think be disloyal. And Jack Nicholas is not a disloyal person. So if I were to write a column about this, I would write a different column than Rob has written. And I would not pander to the mob. And I would not insinuate that Jack Nicholas has done something wrong by saying how he feels about someone he knows. I dare say Jack Nicholas knows Donald Trump a lot better than the people who have a perception of Donald Trump that is unflattering. So this is posed as a column, and this is a mindset. Rob's just articulating a mindset that's out there. It's unquestionable that it's out there. But we're posing this mindset that you don't dare say something to support someone that someone else does not universally support. So who is that, by the way? Who is universally supported? I don't know the answer. The problem here is not Jack Nicholas. The problem here is people who have a problem with Jack Nicholas saying what Jack Nicholas really thinks based upon what Jack Nicholas really knows. And has personally experienced. So. I am. Troubled. That in our society. We have gotten to the point. Where. Someone who has done as much good. As Jack Nicholas has done. Do you remember what Dublin Ohio was. Before Jack Nicholas chose to build the memorial tournament there. If Jack Nicholas had built the memorial. If he had built Muirfield Village in Grove City or Plain City, or Johnstown, those areas would be what Dublin is now. You see how Nationwide Children's Hospital has grown over the years? It's grown largely because of Jack Nichols. So I don't have a problem with Jack Nichols, because he's done unquestionably great things for Central Ohio. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.